1: This is the Busted Open Podcast.
0: You can listen to the full show seven days a week from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern
1: on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Mark Henry talk about AEW Dynamite and Sting's promo, which could possibly be the promo of Sting's career. Also... We have Booker T, WWE Hall of Famer, joining us right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Mark, man, you're there. You were at the show last night. Pretty great. incredible. A really good dynamite last night, Mark.
2: For all the critics and for all the naysayers, that's one of those where you go, take that. You turn into Kirk Cousins a couple of years ago. You like that, huh? <laughs> Take that, take that. It was a hell of a show, man. And they opened up with like unbelievable fire. And man, there were promo like I, I don't know if I ever seen uh Sting and Wardlow as emotional and fired up as they were last night. Yeah. I mean, just tremendous.
1: I mean, overall, a really good show, Mark. And when it comes to last night's Dynamite, and something that you just said, like, take that. Yeah, there's been a lot of criticism for AEW, some of that criticism coming from this show. Um, Hard to criticize a show like the one that we saw last night. And that's what AEW has to do, Mark, just continuously have great shows like we saw last night, but also stories and emotional investment. And you just said... And you mentioned two of the biggest highlights, I thought, from last night. And it wasn't what we saw in the ring. Though, like you said, that opening contest between FTR and Moxley and Claudio was fantastic. But the two things that I took away from last night's show were the promos from Wardlow and the, and the promo from Sting, Mark. That's emotional investment. I saw Wardlow and I'm like, that's the guy. That's the guy that we saw a couple of years ago. That's the guy that we know could be at the top of the card in AEW. And then I'll take it a step further with Sting. Mark, I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, I understand Sting. I respect Sting. I, I understand Sting as one of the greats. Uh all the respect in the world to Sting. I never saw Sting as like a top ten as a Mount Rushmore. Again, my personal opinion. I know there's a lot of people out there that do, and that's great. And I'll open up the phone lines to talk about it and debate it all you want, Mark. But one of the things that I never had with Sting, it's just, it's just whether it was, you know, in the NWA, WCW, TNA, the WWE, or even in AEW, that real emotional connection with Sting. That changed for me, Mark, last night. That promo from Sting last night, it it, it, it blew me away. It, it knocked me off my seat. Like, man, I, I felt like when he, and I, I, we're going to play it. I mean, I was like, wow. Last night's promo from Sting, dare I say, the greatest promo in Sting's career, and he got me in the heart. I wasn't looking at Sting as a wrestler. I wasn't looking at Sting as a character, as an icon. I looked at Sting as a man. Sting made himself very, very relatable in that promo last night, Mark. And I got to tell you, it blew me away.
2: Dave, I, uh, I coached a, a little league basketball game uh, a couple of years ago. And we were down by like eight points, you know, at half. Mm-hmm. And I told them kids, I was like, listen, do y'all have fun playing basketball? because I haven't seen not one smile. Are y'all afraid that I'm gonna power bomb you or something if you miss a shot? I was like if, you, if you're having some kind of anxiety, I need y'all to lose that. I want you to go have fun. And I want you to play for your teammates. And I want you to act like you're never going to get to play basketball again. And when I felt like that's where Sting was last night, why are you saving it? When I asked them, hey, we got one quarter left. Don't save nothing. Run. Dive. Dive. Go get the ball. If somebody's in the way, run their ass over. That's the way Sting was last night, Dave. He ain't hold nothing back. He didn't save nothing. He went for the ball and damn, he got it. Like that was, man, I was emotional. I'm sitting there looking around making sure nobody saw my face. When when you when you can get out of yourself and you start being subconscious about how the people around you are looking at you because I cried movies. I mean movies I probably shouldn't even cry though. but because they get you in an emotional state, you start. Man, sting yep. Steve did that last night. He he. If, if he had never been proud of himself for just for a promo, last night he should be.
1: Mark, first of all, I got chills listening to that because what did he do? He starts it off about what the Bucs did to his sons. Like, that's the start promo. We witnessed that on Dynamite. So here's the storyline. Here's what's going into Revolution. Uh, that's how he started that promo. But then he talked about family and the importance of family. And then he brought up something extremely personal. And this is where you're going to grab people and get people emotionally connected, Mark. He talked about losing his dad just a week ago. You know, losing. Man, that's something, Mark, that I know I, I everybody's had to deal with. Everybody's had to deal with a close one. And if you haven't, you're going to have to. At some point, you're going to deal with the loss of your parents. I, you know, I lost my dad 25 years ago. It stings just like it did 25 years ago. When Sting last night mentioned his father, automatically I it brought me back to the hospital when I was sitting next to my dad and my dad passed away that pain. Now I relate to Sting because we both went through the same thing of losing... Apparent. We've all had to deal with it, Mark, and so now he, I, 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 I'm getting teary-eyed now just talking about it, just like I felt last night. He talks about that, and then what did he do next? He talks talked about his own mortality, and about how time catches up to you. That's another thing that we deal with, and at some point you're going to deal with everybody. You know, Father Time is undefeated. Mark, at some point, we're going to have to come face to face with our own mortality. Mark, I know you feel. I feel it every single day when I get out of bed. I, my body feels different when I get out of bed now than it did five, ten, fifteen years ago. I, I feel age catching up with me. I, I, I come face to face with my own mortality in that ninety-second span. Of that promo, Mark, I felt more connected with Sting since I had in any point. And I've been following Sting going back to when he was, you know, tag teaming with the Ultimate Warrior in uh, Mid-South. I have never felt as connected to Sting than I did during that promo last night, Mark.
2: Yeah, and and you know, like, loss and the connection of it is bad. Um, but also the mortality thing, um, knowing that you, you may be able to do it once, but you can't, you can't do all the things that you did when you were 30 years old and you start thinking like, damn, one of these days I'm going to be gone. What kind of mark am I leaving? for people behind me to follow. And AEW has um, done a better job recently of allowing those stories to be told and not just action. AEW does not lack in the ability to do it. It's just the the last night energy Mm -hmm. has not been as prominent. This type of storytelling, this type of energy sustained through an entire show, like they did last night, is going to catapult the company to the top. And Dave, I'm here for it. I want to see the storytelling. I want to see people in the crowd. Cra- Did you see when they pan the people's faces? People like they trying to get themselves together. Yeah. Like, man, that was, that's, that's a hell of a job. I love that. And, uh, shout out to all the producers and the, the, the cameramen and, um, uh the, the people that are in charge of what gets seen on screen because they captured it. And that's 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 what pro wrestling needs. That's what I remember as a child.
1: Well, Mark, I'll I'll use you as the perfect example, Mark. You've you've had a lot of great matches in your career, a lot of great moments. Uh you wrestled The Undertaker at WrestleMania. But what is the one thing that everybody talks about or wants to talk to you about when it comes to your career it's the retirement speech right how many times I'm sure you get requests all the time for the salmon jacket how many times have you heard salmon jacket when it comes to appearances or when people come up to you for an autograph I I would have to think for you Mark that probably that that moment that segment it was is what's brought up far more than any of your matches in your career, right?
2: That that jacket, if, if you know what I'm gonna do it today. That jacket needs its own um, social media account, <laughs> and I guarantee you, all the marketing money that DXL has spent in their entirety does not remotely rival what that jacket has, which is where I got it from. And they have a a brand of jacket that I like. And that's the the pink jacket just or the salmon jacket (laughs) just had a, uh, it just hit me different when I saw it. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And I knew that with what I was going to say, I needed to have something that was gonna strike the eye too. So that was the motivation behind that. But I took the people on a ride. We laughed, we joked, we cried. The sense of loss, it was like a eulogy. The sense of loss was there man, we losing another one. Damn. And John Cena added a lot to that when he offered me the title. And I, I didn't want an honorary title because I got pride. And I, anybody that's ever held a title, a championship or an award like you or what you've done creating this show is your legacy. You you don't get this. You, you're not going to get to see you, you'll be able to benefit from what you've done in the work, but it's like Picasso. It's like Van Gogh your worth is going to be better after you're gone. People are going to say, man, that dude was a super fan. He was a fan of all fans. We wouldn't have busted open if it wasn't for Dave LeGrecker. And I love those stories because it makes you emotional. And in order to really love something, you got to believe in it. Who did not believe Sting last night. Nobody. You lose your dad a week before. Somebody hit your son. That That's enough in itself, Dave. That's enough. But your career is coming to an end too. All of this stuff, the microcosm of, of the things around him have all come to a tunnel, and it's small. It's not a big space, and he's focusing that on the Bucks. I would not want to be them right now.
1: Yeah, and and that was what he did as, which was phenomenal as well. He grabbed you, talked about his sons, talked about his dad, talked about his own mortality got everyone to relate into the words that he was saying. and But how did he finish the promo? He finished the promo by talking about the Bucks and talking Ooh. about AEW. I mean, he finished with selling the pay-per-view and selling the match. And man, I was listening to that promo and, and, and there's a lot of things from what you just said, Mark. And I want to I wanna rewind a little bit. But first and foremost, like as you're talking, Mark, and you're talking about Sting and you're talking about Sting losing his dad, think about Sting's father, Got to see his son become a professional wrestler. Got to see all the accolades, all those great moments. And then just a couple weeks away from his last match, he passes. Like, mm. that's how close his dad was to see in the start, the middle, and the finish of his son's pro wrestling career. Like, that's how close he came. Like, like Sting is probably saying to himself, man, like... Wow, like my father who's been with me, you know, that close was almost able to see it come to completion. That that breaks my just hearing that breaks my heart, Mark. It breaks my heart. And, you know, rewinding to that moment with from you, your retirement speech like that salmon jacket. And again, the salmon jacket kind of represents that moment and that segment and that time. Because that's what people remember, that jacket. Because you did a great job of getting something that was going to stand out. You know, that jacket kind of stands out in that moment. Like, we keep hearing that the WWE is going to create a Hall of Fame museum and everything like that. Like, 25, 30, 40, 50 years, 100 years down the road, that jacket is going to be encased in glass. And people are going to talk about, you know... My my brother, my father, my grandfather was in the arena that night during that speech. Like like, Mark, you talk about leaving your legacy and leaving a stamp on this world, which, by the way, very, very few people get to do. Most people, when they pass. It's their immediate family that remembers them. And once they pass, your memory is gone. You're one of the few people, Mark, that your name and your legacy will live forever forever. That salmon jacket is going to be hanging in some hallway, some room, some museum for decades and decades to come. And for me, you could say the same thing about Sting. He's wrestling with his mortality right now. He knows his career's about to end. He's getting up there in age. But I don't think Sting has anything to worry about because his name, just like yours, Mark, his name is going to be spoken about for generations and generations. It it it, it was an amazing promo last night. That's all I could say. It, it was yeah. a heartfelt, emotional, amazing promo last night.
2: And it, it's it what makes us all fans, Dave. It's, yeah. it's what makes us love what we love. And, yeah, I'm a football fan. I'm a ba- basketball fan. But wrestling just did something different. And it, it touched that emotional piece. I cried when the Cowboys lost or the Lakers lost when I was growing up. But nothing like when, you know, Andre turned on Hogan. Yeah. I just could not believe it, man. Like, I, 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 it was like a sense of loss. Like, somebody in my family died. You know, I mean, I just could not believe it. And when I used to see JYD get beat up, You know, I wanted, man, like I wanted to jump the barricade and go help him. You know, like that's wrestling emotionally affects us all. And, um, you know, I'm just praying that Sting finds peace in uh, his legacy. But I also want Sting to have his revenge.
1: Boxing broken down by Gentleman Jerry Cooney on At The Fights. I like where Oshaki is going. For your winner by split decision. And still, WBC Junior Lightweight Champion of the World, Oshaki Water Foster. He's got a lot of room to grow if he wants to keep winning. Mondays and Fridays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
2: For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from Family Farms, then blended to perfection and cold-pressed to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hall of Famer, one of the greatest of all time. It's the one and only Booker T. Booker, thank you so much for the time and truly appreciate you giving it to us. Thank you.
0: No, thanks for having me. Appreciate
2: it. First and but foremost. When I called you the other day, I said that, hey, man, uh, it's Black History Month, and we wanted to honor you on Busted Open. Uh, you you right away said, hey, man, anytime. Hey, man. Like, you you let me know when, you let me know where, and, and I'm going to be there. And I, I want to let you know I appreciate you uh donating your time to us and here on SiriusXM um but I want to give you your flowers that's that's like kind of the theme of our show uh when we give people their accolades we we give them their flowers and um and I was mentioning in the like when we when you were signing on that um that I I I learned a lot from you and, and you always talked about timing and uh, being in the right place at the right time. And uh, if it's too fast, you know, they won't get it. If it's too slow, they lose interest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who taught you that? And um, is that, is that one of the, the top things that you start with your talent or is that just, that's something that you give to more of the advanced kids?
0: You know, it's crazy. I teach my students, I try to teach them how to be professionals from day one. I say, you know, there's no wrong way of doing this as long as you do it right. You know, you don't don't have to actually know. (laughs) No, I say, you don't actually have to know how to do this, but you got to act like you know how to do it and act like you know how to do it very well. So I try to put those thoughts in their head to make them believe in themselves um, more than anything. But I think for me, uh, it was a gradual thing, man. I think I learned so much in my early stages, but... Throughout my career, I got a chance to work around so many different talent and so many mentors and and I and I learned a little bit from each one of them and I I tell people all the time I I wasn't my 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 best form of Booker T was when I was like 40 Uh, and that's when I had all the knowledge in my head to where I could go out and do it thinkless, you know, but but it is one of those things to work. Um, the psychology is not about the wrestling. It's not about the moves. Teach my students is what you do before the move and what you do after the move is what actually makes the move, you know? So I got, you know, so many, uh, you know, Booker t in my head. I try to relate to my students and try to make them get it because one may hear it one way and another student may hear it, hear it totally different. So you got to try to, you know, be able to relate to all of them. You
1: know, Booker, when I look at your career, and I was talking about it with Mark before, so many times in your career, and listen, it's hard to say this because you're a Hall of Famer, but I also felt like there were times in your career where you could have been the face of the company. I've seen that in WCW. I saw that in the WWE as well. Talk about the culture when you first started in pro wrestling as an African-American. and it's, it's, I know it's hard to explain this to a lot of younger listeners, but these are things that are happening in our lifetime as adult males. Like how difficult was it in the pro wrestling culture as an African American?
0: You know, honestly, um, you know of course it's difficult. Everything's difficult. Nothing's given to you or anything like that. But I tried to I tried to learn from, you know, the guys that came before me. You know, I watched Ernie Ladd, the way he was so respected in the business as a black man as being a, a like the first black promoter, uh first black excuse me, first black booker you know stuff like that that right there that that made me look at him you know, and go wow you know and then i look at the guys that 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 uh that that came before me that made the mistakes you know that it wasn't their talent or anything like that it was the mistakes that they made along the way you know falling in those potholes you know because you know honestly we we've never been able to do it like like them you know we we might get one chance they may get three chances it, it, it was like that um, you know when I when I, I came up I, I I got a chance to work with one of the best workers you know in WCW's history of Tuco Scorpio and it wasn't his talent that got him kicked out you know what I mean it was those mistakes you know because he was one of the greatest and still is to this day one of the greatest workers of all times um, I tried to make sure you know uh, you know like the Brickhouse Browns of the world you know the Butch Reeves, the the run Simmons who I learned so much from and how run carried himself and how Ron was so respected in this business and I wanted to be like Run was one of my one of my main mentors uh, when I got in WCW he schooled me and I got stories that I cannot even tell on this show at all but uh Ron Simmons was a guy that taught me so much about this business and uh I, I, I was talking to MVP about you know maybe six years ago and he goes He was at my school, he goes, man, this is the first time I ever saw you in a pair of jeans, you know? Because none of the boys ever saw me in a pair of jeans. I don't think Mark ever saw me in a pair of jeans, you know, back in the day, because Suits or wrestling gear. No, I had to respect myself in order to, for everybody else to respect me. And then I had to go in, in the ring and prove it, at that, uh, from that aspect as well. So it was work for me all the time because I was thinking about, just like we're talking about Black History Month right now, I was thinking about those young black guys that was gonna have to come up after me. And hopefully I gave them some sort of a blueprint um, to actually be able to go by making it to that next
2: level. But you've, you've had success in tag wrestling, to the ultimate level, and you've had singles success at the ultimate level. You've had, you have have you your wrestling school, you have a wrestling uh, organization that you own, that you are the sole proprietor of, that so many hundreds of wrestlers that you've given uh, wisdom and knowledge to be able to go and make that money on their own, don't, I think that that's enough to be in the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling. Like, yeah. do you feel like, do you feel like, well, I know you, so I know what the answer is going to be. Do you feel like I deserve to be in the top four?
0: You know, man, you know me, Mark. I don't think like that, man. I just don't, you know, people might think I'm that guy that believe in my own press clippings or anything. I don't even watch it in my old matches <laughs> Anything like that, just because, man, I got so much more work still yet to be done. Um, you know, the wrestling thing was great. And I always tell my students, you know, um, and, and just people in general, I didn't get into wrestling to win the title. I just want to be the best in the locker room. I want to be the best guy on the roster, man. I want to go out and do, deliver the best matches every time. And I, and, 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 and I tell them championships just come along with that. That's just part of it. You know, you can't get around that cream. My dad used to say cream rise to the top, you know, so I always just went out and performed, man. I, I don't think about the rush more. That's for other people to think about, you know, and, and, you know, I, I know a lot of times, honestly, I know a lot of times, I don't get my just due, you know, because a lot of times forget how good of a wrestler I was because I was a really good entertainer at the same time.
2: And and we talk about that on this show all the time. Not on, mm-hmm. not on uh black history month. We talk about it all the time that there are smooth wrestlers, well-polished workers, and usually those guys are not famous. Those guys are usually not good entertainers.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
2: they, they, For whatever reason, there's only a few Randy Orton's and Booker T's, guys that can work, you hear me? When I say work, I mean, fuck. You don't need a script. Turn the lights on and play the music and let them go.
0: You know, I, I always say I never, um, I, I, in all of my years of wrestling, I never went to the guys and say, hey man, you know, I got this idea. I never did that once. I never went to, you know, the guys and say, hey man, you think I could do this angle with this guy? I never did that. I always wanted the script. I wanted it raw. And I I didn't care what it was. I I really didn't care. I really didn't care what it was. I didn't care if it was working with Goldie, doing like some of the stupidest stuff in the world, or, you know, fighting Stone Cold Steve Austin in the grocery store. I did not care. I just wanted to make that script the best I possibly could every night. And, you know, um, that's the way I've always looked at wrestling, is to be embellished to what we want it to be. But inside that squared circle, it, it was always one way, going out there and, you know, you know, beat down. You know, it's going somebody's about to get hurt. It's gonna be a fight tonight. And the fans are gonna feel it. Some sweat's gonna fly. So I, I loved it, man. I loved every aspect of the game.
2: Book, you 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 wanna tell the story about how you almost killed me? <laughs> what is that? You tell <laughs> it. Look, look, Dave, this fool. We we in we in Austin, Texas. And we you know, I'm in my hometown, man. And It's a Christmas deal. I'm Santa Claus, all this stuff. We go out and have the match. And I'm I'm giving it to him. And Booker goes under the ring and pulls out a fire extinguisher and hits me in the head. (laughs) I go down, and I'm looking around. And when I turn around, he has pulled the pin out of the fire extinguisher. (laughs) And it's one of those like there's certain there's different kinds of fire. Oh stickers.
0: my god. The
2: the 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 one there's one that has like a, a liquid gel in it, mm-hmm. and then they got the one that's got the foam that eats oxygen. So he's spraying it directly in my face. <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh dear. and he's spraying oh, it. And he's spraying it, and it's going all over the arena now. And I'm on the ground going. <laughs> like, I can't breathe. So I, now I'm swimming. I go under the ring to get away from him. I, I had to get away, Dave.
0: Oh my god, man!
2: Hey, we, man. But, when it was all over with, it was funny. But at the moment, oh my god, I couldn't. Man,
0: that. I tell you, man, that was the best time, though, man. Uh, we, had, oh, we had
2: a lot of fun. Though. We had a lot of
0: fun, but but I always think that was like one of the coolest eras because so many of the guys were. They were great such such great performance and they went out there every night and they gave those fans everything that they could ask for and they left those arenas man. You know, literally can't wait to get back to the next arena. So for me, uh, I had my career, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't change one thing uh, in my whole wrestling career other than my mother not being here to see. Mm.
1: You know, Booker, uh, and I said this on the show today, but I also mentioned it on the show yesterday with Tommy and Bully. I feel like NXT uh, is the best when it comes to character development and storylines. Like, I don't think there's any other wrestling show during the course of the week that does a better job than NXT on Tuesday nights. And even though it's a quote-unquote developmental show, the character development is outstanding. Everybody on that roster has a purpose on that show. Do you agree with that? And how rewarding is it to you to see a student, like, like as example, Roxanne Perez, excel, you know, on the microphone in the ring, you know, that yeah, somebody that's, yeah, you know, yeah. that you mentored.
0: Uh, she's definitely working on her acting skills, and um, Shawn Michaels is definitely doing a hell of a job down there, working with those guys, working with that young talent, trying to, you know, and I always say, you know, you you have to have been in the game, you know, uh, if you wasn't in the game, you was on the bench you know, watching the team win the ring. and you, But you was there. You stoked in that knowledge. But Shawn Michaels, he worked at that next level. And I think what really uh, uh, makes it work also, and I think it proves something, that a smaller crew, um, as far as brains in the room, um, the ideas may be a, a whole lot more crisp, a whole lot more clear. We can do a whole lot more work opposed to having 20 guys in the room trying to come up with ideas. And I think I think that, that may be, a, a, as well as, that nil t- uh, talent that's coming in, we've gotten a lot of good talent, you know, um, coming in the soul rukas of the world, you know. So i I think uh I think it's a mixture as well as the independent guys that's coming in as well. So I'm loving every bit of what's going on in NXT. I, I'll be back. Uh, I'm on Tuesday, and um, I can't wait to get back.
1: Yeah, and, and and Booker, by the way, it's good to see you back. I hope you're feeling well. We missed you though. Byron Saxon did actually a pretty good job filling Come in. On, Come he on, did man. a good Come job on. the last couple of weeks.
2: Me, I, got, I, I got, know got, it's Black History Month I mean, and
1: everything, but
2: don't be giving back. No, no, no.
0: They ate him up on Twitter, man. They ate him up on Twitter. I can't wait I, to you know, get back just to give him a little bit of relief. The kid probably want to kill himself <laughs> right now. <laughs> but,
1: but you said something, Booker. You really kind of opened my eyes in a lot of ways because I was actually having this conversation with Lars yesterday and the fact that I love music and I love guitar playing and I love guitarists and I respect that instrument of the guitar and I'm a fan, but I don't know how to play it. Like you could put it, as much as I've listened to music all my life. You put a guitar in my hand, it's going to sound like yeah. shit. Yeah, like yeah. you, you do need people that are in the know to kind of show you the way on how to do this because being a fan and watching it your whole life, is not going to be enough? you really have to learn from the experts that have been there and have done that.
0: That's what's really, really cool uh, for me being in NXT you know I got so many students down there so many young pupils that they come and pick my brain wow. on a regular basis and now with reality of wrestling, I'm bringing in NXT talent you know, to the show hadi Bernal, he's going to be coming in um, um, for my next show. And um, to, to be able to work with these guys up close and personal, like Trick Williams, you know, it's so yeah. Good. No, I mean, you know, I mean, you yeah, Go man. On. You know what I mean? It's, it's, mm. it's so good. <laughs> I like it. No, I like it. it yeah. To be able to work with these guys, man, and, and give them a little bit of something. Um, it's, and it's very, very small. It's like, you know, Braun Breaker, you know, when he come out, I always say no bread, no water, just meat. You know, Tiffany Stratton, when I see her, I say, man, she's going past the stars, past the moon, straight to the nebula, baby. You know, so to be able to, you know, you know J.D. McDonough, that number one stunner, man, you know, to be able to bring that kind of stuff to the table and, and make these guys feel so good about themselves. That's what I've, I've had my run. It's, it was great, man. It was great. It was beautiful. But, but I so love seeing these young guys break through and get to the next level and get a chance to do what I did. Go around the world, see it. It's awesome, man. It really is. And, I, that,
1: and, and, and oh, wait, I'm i sorry, Mark, day. but I have to jump in really quick because I, I do owe uh, Booker an apology. So I'm glad I have this opportunity because I do have to apologize to Booker. Mm. I did, I did um, Halloween Havoc. I did the pre-show for Halloween Havoc. And we're in kind of like the green room at the performance center before the show is about to start. It's me and it's Sam Roberts and and Booker You Risa didn't drink his Red Bull, did you? No, no. <laughs> but, but I I was I I had never been in that situation before. I mean, I've done this radio show, you know, for 15 years and I performed in front of people, but I have never been in that role, you know, doing the pre-show on a show like that. And I must have asked you like a hundred questions in that one hour where like when I left after I did it, <laughs> Mark, I was like, Oh my God, I must've annoyed the hell out of that no, man bro. because I must ask like a hundred questions. But what it did bro. though, what, it, but what it did is it made me feel easy. Like the advice you gave me, I went out there and I went from being somebody who was nervous to being somebody that was like, all right, comfortable and, and you can, understand you could
0: do this you could do this
1: yeah like and you right, get bro. and you probably didn't even notice that you did you it know, you know what
0: but i i, I notice what i do all the time you know my mother always talk, taught me it doesn't cost you anything to be nice to people and help people out you know that's even with my school you know um we've had our school now almost 20 years and we help so many young people and my wife would and i we don't really even know why we do it but god bless us every single day blesses us every single day so if i could help you yeah. in any way man um, that's, 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 that's the least I could do. That's the least I could do. And, and I think more people need to, uh, you know, uh, need to, need to think that way because I mean, we are, you know, in black history month and and I think about, oh, three years old when MLK, uh, was, was assassinated. And I remember the I have a dream speech and I, and I can only imagine how he would feel right now with the division with, you know, between black and white. And it's like, we've taken such a step back, you know, and it's like, I, I don't even know why. And, and, and I know a lot of it is social media. I know a lot of it is, you know, propaganda. I know it, it may not even be the, the, the largest of the contingency, but we got to be able to find a way back to, you know, just caring about each other and, and, and trying to help each other. Because the thing is, we ain't going nowhere. Ain't nobody going nowhere. <laughs> You know what I mean? So we got to be able to come together and uh, fix that problem.
1: Yeah, I always and I I was having this conversation with a friend and I said, man, it feels like the last few years when it comes to race relations that we've taken a big step back. And he kind of corrected me and said, no, it's more of like it was well hidden and now it's out there and that you do you you agree with that?
0: Well, I think it was well-hidden, but I think we've taken a step back as well because uh, perhaps we were on the right track, and then something, you know, perhaps, you know, guided us in that way to where people, you know, want to, you know, just, I don't know, be – Totally negative towards each other, and and just can't just can't even sit down and have a conversation. That's the part that I don't understand. Every you know, your views got to be wrong, and 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 my views got to be right. It's just such a divi- division. And I, I, me personally, uh, it's definitely. I just I don't, I don't want to even you know come on your guys' platform and try to throw blame or anything like that. But I do know it's a problem we got to fix. It really well, is.
1: And, and Booker, it's 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 pretty much simplified in a way that. My opinion about certain things may be different about with when it comes to your opinions about certain things, but that's how you can learn. You and I can have a conversation. We don't need to agree, but you and I can have a conversation and I can come out of that conversation saying, you know what? He made a couple of a couple of points that before I didn't agree with. But now I kind of agree with it. It just feels like now it's like even as something as stupid as like Coke and Pepsi, like, boy, if you like Coke and don't like Pepsi, you're an idiot. And I don't want anything. To, it sounds well, stupid, it's, it's, but that's like what it the, is.
0: It's just like the, um, you know, the tribalism with AEW and WWE. It's like, you know, guys, it's wrestling. You know, what I mean, I it, mean, you're supposed to be, you know, getting out and having a good time and coming and watching a great show. But, you know, you got those negative ones that want to get on and, and compare and talk about and 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 just make and spew. It just, it just for me, uh, it's gotten to the point to where. You know, like I said, we, we got something about it. I don't, and the thing is, I don't even know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, but but I, but I'm not gonna, you know, be in the closet and not talk about you know issues like that just because I know. Look, you
2: know. I, I really think that we we you know just like you said that that tribalism and and, and judgment. Um, we have to do less judgment and more helping, and realize that we all human. And that we need to look out for each other because we share the planet, and we can't let politics get in the way. We can't let our pro wrestling affiliations get in the way. You know, like there's stuff that just comes down to is it right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you it just
2: is- have to do right.
0: You know, and- it's. it's- it's I I, I, I you know, I try my best to stay off of social media and stuff like that. And then when I do see a negative post about me, like, on my account, I'll block them, you know. But it's just like people want to follow you to say negative comments about you. And they don't yeah. even know you. And they don't even know you. And, and because me personally, I know what kind of person I am. I know I'm a really I know I'm a good person. I I have I've had my faults. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not the I'm not a saint or anything like that. But I know I I try to help people, and I want people to do well. Um, If anybody's making some money, I'm going to be rooting for them 100%. But just like, say, for instance, I make a comment about Bianca Belair. I I made a comment about Bianca Belair one time, and I said, um, not Bianca Belair, I think it was uh, um, Naomi. And I said, man, Naomi's the best athlete in the locker room. I mean, she's got more athletic skills than everybody in the locker room. Uh, I say, but it's a couple of things missing that she got to work on, and and that was like five years ago or something like that. And Black Twitter came after me so bad because I was trying to help her. And I go, wow, they don't even get it, you know. I'm not going to, you know, say what I what, what what those things are. Maybe I want her to call me, and, you know, we could talk about it. And we, you know, and boom, you know. But you wouldn't to- have
2: no problem with Naomi, book, because she understands that in our industry it takes more than athleticism. Yeah. She understands that it takes more than personality. Yeah, yeah. Think yeah. about all the people that we've known in our lives that have so much personality. I mean, man, like, overflowing, and They and they still had success. Yeah. If they would have been athletes,
0: oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. You
2: know, so, like, the people that matter know it's the guy that's in his mama's basement That you know is 40 years old. And I look, I still play action figures with my son. (laughs) But there's some there's some guys that's playing action figures by themselves at 45, and then I got a problem.
0: yeah, Yeah, yeah. I got a
2: problem with you, bro. And you need to get out and go get some fresh air. Like that guy can't judge me. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to, to, to mention Mark Henry and his level of success yeah, but, or his level of failure. Yeah, but the thing
0: is, with social media these days, they can do it anyway. And, and the thing and, is- And they like, do. They, and like, yeah, and they do. And the thing is, they don't know you. They, they, they've never had an interaction with you one time. You know, uh, and, and, and probably if they did have an interaction with you, they would leave saying the same thing most people say man Mark was the coolest dude I ever met you know ever out there man I mean you're not, not going to be the nicer guy you know and the same thing with me you know every time I go do an autograph signing I don't care if it's five hours I'll stand up that whole five hours just to make sure everybody get an experience because me too. I, just because the wrestling fans it's not it's not my experience it's theirs i'm going to make sure they get the ultimate experience every time so i just th- i just think people need to really come down off the hate and the negativity um in this world and, and try to do something with their lives
1: wow. yeah and booker you won't you probably won't remember that interaction with the fan but that fan will remember it for the rest of their life so that few seconds that you give them they'll remember forever and you'll have a fan for life and also the other thing too going back to that tweet like it's okay. Criticism's okay. Constructive criticism is good. That's how you get better. That's how you learn.
0: You know, I wish. I wish. You know. Uh, you know, like that. They can really understand that because I, I know that's how I got better. Um, you know, it's like my students. Uh, sometimes I'm the nicest guy in the world, but sometimes I'm not the nicest guy in the world because I'm a. I'm a. I'm a mentor. I'm a teacher. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a leader. I'm a general. Uh, and 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 just think, you know, I always I tell my 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 students, I say, do you think that you know when when the general is in the, is in the trenches, I think you think he's whispering. I say, you think the coach on the sideline when he's barking orders, I say, do you think he's whispering? No, he ain't whispering.
2: Look, you know, as a coach, as a mentor, as a teacher, you you I know you're gonna agree with this. You coach and you teach. People differently uh, by their aptitude and by their by their level of can I push this person a little more than I I know who I can push and I know who I can't. And, and as a coach, as a teacher, you got to know these things and be qualified to do that. And you know that by experience when somebody from the outside see. Like, my son and my daughter, way different. Uh Uh-huh. I could tell Jacob, Jacob, I need you to do this. And, you know, I don't want you to get an attitude when I tell you this. Because he takes an attitude sometimes to me telling him things. I could tell my daughter, stop being a baby and go and do it. Oh, I'm a baby? I'm a baby? Okay, watch this. Because she's tougher and meaner. Yeah, yeah. So I coach her meaner. Mm-hmm. And people will see me and they go, man, I mean, she's just a little girl. I said, she'll eat your face off. Uh-huh,
0: yeah. She's I, a monster. I, I, got this, I got this one student, I want to give him a shout out. His name is Ryan Davidson. Uh, he's the uh, Texas champion um, with reality wrestling. And uh, we did a show in Louisiana one time and he went out there and he didn't do as great as I thought he was. Because he was my general that night. He was my leader that night for reality wrestling. And he went down and kind of like crapped the bed a little bit. And and I went off on him so bad, man. He goes, but why do you hate me so much? Oh, no. (laughs) And I go, come on, man. I'm like, come on. I don't hate you, man. I'm like, if I hated you, you wouldn't be here, you know. And, And that was literally like five years ago. Ryan Davidson, he just made his first tour to Japan and uh he went over and did such a heck of a job and represented reality of wrestling and he knew exactly why i stayed on him now all of that time he knows exactly why i barked in his ear all of those all of those moments because i knew he was much better than than he was actually um giving me i knew he was so much better than that and now he's one of my head trainers at reality of wrestling and uh, one of my favorite people so nah, that's that's what it's really about you got to push these young people um, these days, you got to really try to get as much out of them as you possibly can. And that's what reality of wrestling is. It's not just, you know, pop warning, everybody get a trophy. No, you got to earn it. You got to earn it because in life, you know, preparation is the only luck you're ever going to have. It really is. You know, so if you're not preparing all all the time, you know, you can find yourself really, really in a bad, bad place. You know, I'm still preparing at 58, I'll be 59 March 1st. And, uh, I'm still prepared for what's next.
2: You gonna have a party?
0: Sixty. I'm waiting to sixty, man. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm wait, I'm waiting to the big six, Obie. can, I have a can party.
2: you can you invite me and Dave like the busted <laughs> open crew? So oh yeah, you
0: know, oh hell yeah, most definitely, most definitely.
2: You know, you know like, we'll, we'll publicize it and everything. We will, we'll, we'll, we'll get people to to donate to a charity or your Hey man. Most whatever, definitely, man. whatever like, you yeah,
0: want to do. Sixty is gonna be my time to have a party. I've never had a party really yeah wow never had a birthday party. now you know I mean you know when I was coming up you know I didn't know what I wanted to be or anything like that and I found myself in this life now and all I do is just work and push myself and push myself I ask God to give me enough time to finish my work uh more than anything and uh I'll be happy
1: well wow. god god bless you thank you so much for the time at your 60th Mark, you got to do your stand-up at Booker's sixtieth party next year.
2: It'll be too
1: many family members there,
2: (laughs) and 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 I'm I'm I don't do PTA comedy. (laughs) Like you can't you can't bring the the women's auxiliary group to see me do comedy. No,
0: dog, no, it's gonna be a party, man. You know, be I I ain't around up but young people. I'm the oldest guy on my crew. I don't have a whole lot of young, uh, old people around me at all. And that's by design. Uh, I'm trying to stay young as I possibly can. I want to, you know, like I say, push myself as hard as I can for as long as I can. And being around these young people, man, they definitely uh, inspire me, man. They inspire me to actually uh, wake up in the morning and um, do keep doing what I do. So I appreciate you guys, man. I really right. do appreciate y'all for giving me the time. Hey,
2: man. Thank much you so much. Much blessings and success to you. And congratulations on your success and being a great role model and being somebody that black people all over the world could be proud of
0: appreciate and that brother. knowing
2: knowing your story where it started and where you are now nobody else has an excuse
0: I appreciate that man make sure you uh make sure you put yourself on that li- that list as well
2: yeah, I'll, I'll
1: put myself in the people department of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you so much, and can't wait to see you back on NXT on Tuesday. Thank you, you so it, much.
0: Bro. Thank you guys. Y'all have a good one.
1: Busted open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem.
1: Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.